should. I have a flex song, and uh, I want to say, and I apologize, I wasn't able to hear the uh, special singers, but I was praying for them, and may God bless them. And I want to say again, uh, I consider it a great honor and privilege to be a part of this uh, virtual revival, as some are calling it. Uh, I, I thought about it as Brother Terry uh, asked me to play a part, be a part. Uh, um, I thought of the other preachers that's already preached this week and, and uh, some that uh, are going to preach as this week continues. And uh, I really feel like I'm just the least among them. Uh, uh, just honored to be mentioned among those men that have preached and, and uh, been a blessing and encouragement to us. And uh, I desire your prayers. And I, I thought about this and uh, don't know how long I'll stand. And we'll turn over to Brother Terry uh, back in just a moment uh, as soon as we're able. But uh, as soon as Brother Terry asked me to be a part and to help um, in this meeting, I, I immediately thought of, of these verses. My mind went immediately to this scripture. Probably, probably never got a thought so fast. Uh, in any other revival before, but see, my Lord, give me this very quickly, and uh, I preached on it several times, and and uh, I, I'll get to in a moment why that it come to my heart and the, the point I want to make. But um, those of you, if you have Bibles, you're sitting around your home or wherever you're watching from, if you have a Bible with you, want to read the Word with us, the Scripture um, in the Book of Mark, chapter eight. And I want to start verse 22. And a uh, very familiar story to most, most folks. Um, and the Bible says in the 22nd verse of the 8th chapter, and you, you certainly pray, um, says, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town and when he had spit on his eyes uh, and put his hands upon him he asked him if he saw aught and he looked up and said I see men as trees walking after that he put his hand again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly and he sent him away to his house saying uh, neither go into the town nor tell it to any man uh, in the town. And uh, that's all I'll read for now. I may uh, read out a scripture in a moment over in Corinthians, but uh, I thought about these verses, and as I've said, I've preached this uh, several times, especially in revival meetings. And um, the Bible says that uh, when Jesus comes to Bethsaida, uh, that they brought, or they they brought a blind man unto him, and I thought about the word Bethsaida means house of fish, and uh, Jesus told his disciples, he said, uh, uh, when he come to Peter and James and John, he told them, he said, uh, uh, cast down your nets and follow me, and he said, I'll make you fishers of men, and uh, so when I thought about that. Uh, somebody had brought this man uh, in Bethsaida. Somebody brought this man to uh, to the Lord, and uh, and I had the thought uh, uh, somebody had been fishing. Uh, 
Somebody had been out trying to get somebody and find somebody uh, that they could bring to Jesus. And I'm thankful today for the church that uh, come fishing for me one time and uh, got a burden for me and began to pray for me and uh, get me up on their heart and uh, and brought me to Jesus. And, uh, and the thought I want to uh, share with you tonight is Brother Terry, and I've watched different ones preach in this revival and uh, in this meeting, and uh, they've all mentioned uh, uh, how this is something new to us. This is something that uh, we're not familiar with. Uh, uh, this is uncharted waters uh, uh, for us today. It's unprecedented times. Uh, uh, when I think of some of the, uh, the eldest folks that I know, and I talk to uh, some folks that I know that have uh, been alive and been in this world a long time, and uh, nobody that I've spoke to said I've uh, seen anything like this before. This is something new. And uh, I think about the preachers that have mentioned it. Maybe Brother Israel and different ones. How that uh, we've come out of our comfort zone. And we're uh, having to do things a little different uh, uh, than what we're used to. We're doing things a little different uh, than maybe we've ever uh, had to before. And when I thought about that... and uh, Brother Terry asked me to be a part of this meeting. I, I immediately thought about this man that uh, the Bible says that he was a blind man and uh, they brought him to Jesus and uh, the scripture said that I read that uh, Jesus, he took the blind man uh, by the hand and uh, he led him out of the town. And uh, the reason I think about that and the reason that uh, is significant to me tonight is uh, I've been around folks that can't see uh, naturally they're blind. I've had friends that uh, I've had to help and guide that were naturally uh, blind, but if you know somebody that uh, cannot see physically, that uh, suffers physically from blindness, you know that uh, when they're in their home or maybe uh, they're in some place that they're familiar with, uh, why you would probably, uh, if you didn't already know they was blind, you probably uh, couldn't tell much by the way they moved around. They uh, have set patterns and they've set boundaries. Uh, in their home and in their comfort uh, zones, their places that uh, they're familiar and by those patterns and those boundaries, uh, they can navigate through that place. They know uh, how many steps it is down their hallway, uh, maybe from their kitchen. Uh, they know when they get to the end of the hallway and they uh, took so many steps, they know whether to turn left or to turn right and they can navigate uh, in the place that they're in. And I remember a time that I was in my comfort zone and I seemed like everything was fine and I could uh, just go and come to church and I go and live as I please. But uh, the Bible says that Jesus come and uh, we know God's Son has all power. Uh, uh, he could have just touched this man on the spot and uh, he could have healed him where he was at. But... I'm telling you, my friend, the Bible says uh, uh, that he took him by the hand and uh, he began to lead him out of the town. Uh, 
Uh, he was taking that man out of his comfort zone. Uh, uh, he was taking that man out of his place of ease. Uh, uh, where he'd already set patterns and boundaries uh, uh, for himself. And uh, the Bible says that he led him uh, outside of the town, outside the city. And I, I'm trying not to move around a whole lot, but I, I can just see it in my mind. Uh, I believe when Jesus took this man by the hand, uh, I, I believe he leaned in just as close as he could. Uh, I believe he held his tie to Jesus uh, as he possibly could. And I believe he matched him step for step uh, as they began to leave that city. Uh, I believe that every time the Lord stopped, uh, I believe that man stopped right in his tracks. Uh, and I believe today, uh, as the Lord began to move, uh, uh, he began to move with him. Uh, and I'm telling you today, uh, uh, that's a message. Uh, uh, that the sinner and the saint, uh, uh, they both need to hear today. Uh, uh, we need to cling his tongue uh, uh, as this man Jesus, uh, uh, as we can today. Uh, uh, we need to grasp onto him uh, and lean in next to him. Uh, and when he moves today, uh, need to be willing how to move with him. But the Bible says how Jesus took this man out of town. He took him out of his comfort zone. I want you to know today how there may be things in your life that you say, preacher, I've always done it this way and I don't know how to change it. I'm telling you, my friend, Scripture makes a lot of references uh, to blindness. We know that uh, Solomon said over in the other uh, 29 chapter of Proverbs, I believe it's verse 18, uh, Solomon said, uh, he said, where there is no vision, uh, he said the people perish. Uh, I think about over in, I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse 4, I was going to read it, but I'll just quote it to you the best that I can. I'll listen over in that third verse. How Paul begins to tell those Corinthians. How he said, if, their, if our gospel uh, be hid, if we hide our gospel, uh, he said, it's hid from them that are lost. And he goes on and he said to them, uh, he said, whom the God of this world, uh, he's blinded their mind today. Uh, they're blind because the devil, uh, Satan has blinded them. 
Paul said, lest they should see I'm the glorious light of the gospel. I am believe and be saved. And so the scripture tells us about blindness. I'm naturally speaking and spiritually speaking. And I think about Jesus. How when He was with them Jews, them Pharisees, I believe it's over in the 12th chapter of John. And He tells them, even them disciples, He said, He quoted Isaiah the prophet, and He said, Men have longed to see the things. He said that you've seen. And He said, They've not seen them. He said, Men has longed to hear the things that you're able to hear. Listen, today the prophets, they long to hear and see this man called Jesus. And He said, Naturally speaking, He said, They've not seen them. He said, Sin. He said, You can see. And He said, You've got ears. You can hear. He said, But seeing you see not. And He said, Hearing you hear not. I'm telling you today, it's good. It's a blessing. I'd have our natural side. God have mercy. I couldn't imagine life without my natural side today. I'm telling you beyond that. We need to be able to see spiritually today. We need to be able to see the glorious light of the gospel today. And you say, preacher, what is the light of the gospel? I'm telling you, it's this man called Jesus. And we need to be able to see him for who he is. John said, I beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth today. We need to see Jesus for who he is today. Not just the teacher, not just the man, a good man, not just a prophet or a rabbi, but we need to realize and recognize in our heart that he is the only begotten son of God today. And besides him, there is no other. He said, I am the way of the truth and the life. And I thought about this, and I've come to a close. Listen, may just give an invitation a minute. I may get my daughter to play a verse and just talk to you a minute. But I thought about it as Jesus sped upon this man's eyes. And the Bible tells us in another place there was another blind man. And the Bible says he sat by the pool of Siloam. And Jesus come by. The Bible says that he was sought him. That he may touch him. And listen, the Bible says Jesus. The disciples asked him, and I'm trying to hurry. They asked him, Lord. They said, who does sin? Did this man sin? Or his parents? That he was born blind. And Jesus said to them, neither this man is sin, nor his parents. He said, but that my father may be glorified. Listen today. He said, I am the light of the world. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And I want you to get this. If you can read it sometime later, over there in John chapter 9, as Jesus said those words, I am the light of the world. The Bible says in parentheses, as he spake these words, he spat on the ground. And I want you to know something, my friend.
friend. I've had friends tell me, and I know there's a lot of health professionals. You probably know more than I do. But I've had friends tell me, and friends that are doctors say, to get a man's DNA, I listen to one of the most efficient and one of the most proficient ways to collect DNA is to get a man's saliva. If you get a man's spit, you've got his DNA. You've got his genetic makeup. You can tell what this man is made of through his spit today. And I believe that's what Jesus was telling them as he spit on the ground. You want to know who I am? You want to know my DNA? You want to know what I'm made of today? I am the light of the world. I listen today. And I'm glad he is. That light that shines in darkness. And the darkness comprehends it not. But the Bible says this man in Bethesda. Jesus touched him once. And he asked him what he saw. And he said, I see men walking around like trees. He could see a little bit. But he still can see exactly the way he needed to see. I'm telling you, my friend, I know folks today. And God is dealt with them. They've been under conviction. They've heard the gospel. They can see a little bit. But listen today. They still can't see like they ought to see. Listen today. The Bible said Jesus touched him again and asked him what he saw. And he looked up and he said, I see clearly. I'm telling you when Jesus touches you, you can see clearly that He is the only begotten Son of God. And I want to say this, and I'm going to come to a close. I might just give an invitational verse, and then I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Terry. But let me go back to the man by the pool of Siloam. And the Bible says he went, and he washed his eyes in the pool, and he come back, and he sings clearly. And during that time, during that process, Jesus had left and went to the temple. And here come the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they began to ask this man who touched him. And he said, a man that is named Jesus. He touched me and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and I went wash. And I could see. And they began to tell him, I listen today. This man is a sinner. And they even asked his parents. And his parents said he's of age. I'm telling you, they came upon my life that my mother could not answer for me. My father, grandfather, grandmother, I had to answer to God for myself. But they asked his parents, and they wouldn't answer for him. And they asked him again. They said, this man is a sinner. Listen, he said, give, give honor to Moses and the prophets. And I believe they told him the third time, this man, listen, he's a sinner. And they asked him the last time, who have I called you to see? And he said, I've told you already. And I'll tell you again, 
He said, a man that is named Jesus. And I said, it's impossible. He can do it. He's a sinner. And I love that man's response. He said, I'll tell you boys one thing. He said, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. I don't know who he is. And I don't know what he is. But I'll tell you one thing I do know. Jesus. I believe in my heart that Bartimaeus 
There's a lady down at East Pineville uh, Baptist Church named Latricia Woods, fine lady. She put a post on Facebook, and she was uh, posting for prayers for uh, little sister Sophie that had brain surgery yesterday down at Vanderbilt. And, boy, I'll tell you what, we've been praying for her and people all over the country. Uh, I heard today she's doing wonderful. The doctors even said miraculous, just amazing to them. In the midst of that post, Sister Latricia 
uh, posted the scripture. It said Jeremiah 17, 14. I thought, I want to read that. And uh, I read it. Here's what it says. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, O Lord, and I will be saved. For thou art my praise. Boy, praise God. I'm glad. You're seeing no volume. Oh, goodness. Go, Go ahead and keep talking. Okay. We'll try to get the, some things resolved here. Uh, going back to that scripture, and uh, uh, Sister Latricia posted it on Facebook. I'll repeat a little bit. Maybe you didn't hear me. She was asking prayers for little Sophie that had surgery down at Vanderbilt. The scripture she posted, uh, Jeremiah uh, 17, 14, and said in there, said, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, O Lord, and I shall be saved. For thou art my praise. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm glad the Lord healed me. Well, what was wrong with you, preacher? I'm talking about my soul. He healed me and he saved me by his grace. I'm saved. My soul's healed. Uh, it had bad sickness in it. It was dead in trespasses and in sin. And boy, I love the message that Brother Ryan just preached. We just watched him and listened to him. Preached powerful. I certainly I want to say the things that I say just lines right up with what he preached. Not adding anything to it. That's the real story. But here's what I want to do tonight. Uh, I want you to listen. I want you to uh, go along with me and help me here. And, uh, I'm going to do some things here. I'm going to uh, move this over. If you can see this. I want to move this out of the way. I'll move that over to the side. Sometimes in life, that's just symbolic. Sometimes in life we have to uh, move a little, little obstacle out of the way. Sometimes we have to get things out of the way. I'm telling you what, God can help us. Now, I'm going to get right down here. I'm going to use this for an altar. And I'm going to get right down here while you're watching and listening and while you're praying. Well, I praise God for what I can feel tonight. I know we've had some little technical issues. That's nothing. Because the God of heaven is moving. I can feel him in my soul. I want to ask you tonight that are lost trying to fellowship with God. I want to ask you to find you an altar. You can use a coffee table or a couch. That worked just good. Or a chair. I want you to get down with me. I want us to pray. And I want us to ask God. And while I'm asking God for you, I want to ask you to ask God for yourself. Boy, I'm telling you what, uh, listen, uh, there's people in the Bible, all through the Bible. Uh, well, there was a man in the first chapter of the book of Mark. He had leprosy. Jesus had been preaching uh, down there in Galilee. And that man came up to him. The Bible said that man came beseeching him. What, what does that mean? It means he was wanting him. He was, he was reaching out to him. He was seeking him. And that man got down on his knees in front of the Lord. And he said, Lord, if thou wilt, I can be made whole. I can be cleansed. And Jesus reached out and touched him, seeing that man's faith. So that man reached out to Jesus and he moved by faith. He humbled his heart. Jesus saw that. Jesus reached back and he touched him. He said, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately that man's leprosy was healed from him. So let's just bow our heads and our hearts together. Let's call on heaven. Please, wherever you're at tonight, in spite of the devil, I know he's fighting us hard, but God's able to do what needs done in spite of the devil. Let's get down on our knees and let's talk to God. I'm going to pray for you tonight with God's help. Lord, those that are lost, I pray for tonight, God, please uh, call them powerfully, help them to get down on an altar and pray and call to heaven. And Lord, those that are out of fellowship with you that's been saved, Lord, those that needs to get saved, uh, 
save them and those that's out of fellowship with you. Uh, Lord, help them to get back where they can uh, get the joy of that salvation back. Either way, God, it takes you. It takes you to save the lost. It takes you to restore joy to them as transgressors. And God, everybody's got a spot in your family. I know that. You said that. And God, help people to realize tonight, Lord, if they'll just seek you, if they'll just come to you, if they'll just call on you, that you're the healing God, you're the saving God. Boy, you talk about praise. We can praise God then because I'll tell you what, I got something to praise God for. Praise God. I got something to praise God for. And boy, I'm, I'm thankful for this service tonight. I always has natural issues. That's no big deal. What's real is God's Holy Spirit's moving in it. I can feel heaven in my soul tonight. I'm saved. And I want somebody else to get saved. And I, I've been a transgressor. But I come home and God forgive me. And I got the joy back. And you that are out there that are transgressors, well, I've still been rejoicing today over Sister uh, Erica Pack that she rededicated her life yesterday. Her testimony was powerful. You can have that joy that she's got. You can have that joy that I've got. And so I praise God. I hope my heart's desire is, and I'm still praying I'm going to get back up on my feet. But I, my heart's desire is that you seek the Lord, that you've already been seeking Him, and that you even seek Him right now. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he's near. See, this is not going to go on forever. And you know, we don't know what's going to happen. I, I didn't know if you'd have told me a month or two ago or three about the coronavirus and how it's going to affect America, I, I'd probably say, why? Wow, you, you've had a bad dream. Nothing can do that. But it's come. It's here. And the coronavirus, it's, it's an aggravating thing. It's a bad thing. People are dying. People are sick. But I'm telling you what. The coronavirus is not one drop in the bucket to what hell is. Mm. You know, even if I had coronavirus, I had quit bothering me after a while. One or two things would happen. I'd either get well, that'd be wonderful. Or I'd die, and I'd go to heaven, that'd be more wonderful. I'm not anxious to die, but I am looking forward to go to heaven. My point is this. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. Boy, I, I appreciate what I feel tonight. And again, all the folks that's had a part in this service and those that was working behind the scenes to try to help us, I appreciate them. And everybody that's tuned in and, and looking at, and now listen, uh, pray because uh, tomorrow night, God willing, uh, we're looking to have another service. Uh, same time, 7 o'clock. We, we started a little later than that tonight. But n tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, uh, Brother Donnie Smith hopefully be preaching for us. And then Sunday night, Jonathan Hall's uh, going to be preaching for us, God willing. But really pray, folks. We got a lot at stake. People's souls are in the balance. Praise God. Thank Him for His mercy and His grace. I guess I've said everything that's on my heart, so I've got to come to a close. I, I even hate to, but sometimes we got to. It's just that point. So God bless you. Good night, everybody. Have a good evening and a good day tomorrow. I, I just want to thank yeah. God for this service tonight. And, yeah. Um, I know Terry said we've had some glitches, and all through this week we've had a few things that have come about that um, have been glitches for us, but I just want to thank God for the sweet spirit that I feel and that I felt this week. And Amen. I thank God for allowing us to do this in our homes. Yeah. And, um, we got a bigger God than coronavirus. I know I already said that earlier this week, but... I'm so thankful for the God that I've got that is in my heart. And yeah. no matter what goes on in the world, He's still there. 
And he's still God, and he's still on his throne. Amen. And I thank him for that. Thank you all for tuning in. And hopefully tomorrow night it may go a little bit easier. It may go worse, but just pray for all of us. We got victory in Jesus anyhow. All right. Good night, everybody. Love you.